Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Right now. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut sh- your, sh- your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. Hour number two of primetime, a Buck and Souk edition with Will Ortner on the other side. Rop is out today. He is in Las Vegas. He will be back tomorrow. Big Souk and I are going to keep things moving along here and uh, want to carry on the conversation we started last segment. Adam Silver with a statement over the weekend about the G League Ignite, the developmental league and program that they have, and, and essentially making comments that he'd like to see more development in American basketball players earlier. Yeah. And Because the, the G League isn't getting it done. The G League Ignite, and especially in the face of NIL, you know, you, you're going to be able to – less and less people are going to the G League Ignite because you're going to be able to make a, a ton of money on NIL. I mean, it's it, – and it's just – it's it's not – it's not some sort of great like coming into the league. No offense to you know some of the guys that have come in from that league. They're not coming in prepared like the Europeans. You got to go. I mean, those guys, the European guys, they started at ten. Some of those guys started eight. When did Messi? I know that's it's soccer, but uh, Messi's family moved from Argentina to Spain. I think when he was like eight or nine years old. And you and I were talking about this in the break uh, when I was in the Bay Area covering sports down there. Was looking to do a feature. There was a this little soccer wizard down there. His name was Joshua Pinedath, and he was like eight or nine years old. And I, these YouTube videos made him look like a little messy. Yeah. When he was eleven, his family moved him from the Bay Area to Spain so that he could be in the Real Madrid Academy. Yeah, and that, I said that's where 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 they found Messi and and moved him over there. He was a little kid. There's video of him of just you know playing in the in the in the colors, playing in the Barcelona striped jerseys when he was like ten years old. And this is the thing they do this around the world and. I don't know a cultural uh, a cultural fit. I just don't know if we're I don't know how that would go here. I, I was gonna, that was what I was going to ask you. Could we achieve that here or are the people who would get involved in it the over the top sports well, parents and I I hate to do this because I, I hate sports parents. No offense, but I I I think travel ball it, it's just the dumbest thing in the world. It's so ridiculous. Um where we've gone with you sports, but from Tiger Woods to Serena and Venus Williams, Bryce Harper did this. Uh, LeBron, to a certain extent, when he was like 13. Going all in with your kid when they're that talent, it works. Now, does it raise good human beings? Does it raise you to be kind of screwed up? I mean, I, Harper turned out okay. I think mm-hmm. LeBron obviously turned out okay. The Williams sisters. You know, Tiger seems to be a little, a little damaged, a little damaged. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. He's, he's been pretty damn successful too. Exactly. So I mean, that works. 
don't get me wrong, but I, I remember seeing an HBO uh, Real Sports piece on this. Um, I know it's it's weird, apples to, to oranges, but um, the LPGA is dominated by South Koreans. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, golf in South Korea, it is, like, every girl. Like, in, like they just, like, this is, look look up the top 20 players in the LPGA. It's littered with South Koreans. And when these girls are, like, eight, their parents pull them out of school and they go to these golf academies. And they are cranking out the best golfers in the world. And that gets highlighted as this great thing. And what they highlight in this piece is what we, you don't see is the thousands of girls that don't make it. The fallout, essentially, the fallout. On, on the other and, side. And all of a sudden, you're 18 years old, and you have no education to speak of, and you're you're just, it's 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 kind of a sad thing, like racehorses that get put out to pasture. Mm-hmm. And you've just, you know, you have no other skills. Your whole life has been golf, and then it's like, oops, it's not going to happen. So, like in the U.S., if we opened this up and we said, hey, we're going to do what everyone else does. Uh, McEnroe has talked about this with tennis. Mm-hmm. McEnroe, John McEnroe, we don't have elite U.S. tennis players. And we haven't for a decade. And his thing is because when the kids in Europe are, are 8 and 10, they go and mm-hmm. they go to these academies and this is their life. And so far in the country, we haven't been willing to do that. And, and, I, that- and I, I don't know what the backlash would be. I don't know. I, I Are you surprised know. that hasn't happened? I kind of am, to a, to an extent. It feels like there's enough competitive juices here that that we would have created something like that on our own. But maybe it's that the parents can't delineate and who's a future star and who's oh, not. I don't, I don't know. Can you imagine the absolute early on? Maybe it would sort itself out. But can you imagine the S show? No. Of 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 sports parents pulling their ten year old out of everything and just saying you are going to go live, breathe. Sports. This I, we don't care about anything else. This is what you are going to do. Can you imagine how many dumbass parents would be putting in a kid that has zero chance that would get dumped into these academies? One, it would be. I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet due to the massive cash grab. I don't know from a society standpoint if we would be okay with that. But the, the uh, we would produce better athletes, which is again I think why around the world I think we're getting lapped, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ready for the cost as a society. There would certainly be pushback. I'd make the argument that it's already kind of happening. Like, when you're a high school athlete, you have different gyms you can go train. If you're in the Seattle area, you want to go to FSP. If you're down here, you're looking at, like, a new athlete or an A3 or a grind time. You're looking at these different weight rooms where you can go. If you're a basketball player, you want to get in with Shoot360. You want to find the top AAU team. You want to find the Van Port to go and play for and kind of build in that academy-like setting. The difference is is in the States, we go out, and if you're on an AAU team or you're on a volleyball team, every weekend you're going out and you're playing somewhere between 8 to 12 games. Where when you look in Europe, what they're doing is they're playing one or two games and you're practicing every week. And most of these AAU teams, kids play on two or three of them mm-hmm. because the whole thought process is, well, you're going to learn by playing in-game. More games work and more exposure. And yeah, that's I mean, why those kids from Europe, that's why they're better. It's and, because they're more technically sound. And we do have the IMGs and we have the was a Bishop Gorman, but mm-hmm. these are still relatively small things. Like in in, in in other parts of the world, I mean, I, I know it's I mean, obviously we're, we're dealing with an entire different regime, but go look at the way China does it. Well, and correct China, me if I'm wrong, but even though like the IMGs, I feel like that's more of a place for kids to go get noticed as a senior year instead of being at their high school or like as a gap year before college. Whereas I'm, we're talking about academies that start 10, young, eight, eight, 10, eight, 12. 10 years old, yeah. and, and people being moved across the world. Yeah. I, in, in China, uh, I guess I, I want to say it's it, they're young. It's it's like ten or, or younger. They do like a, a national. 
uh, they do like a national acumen thing where like all across the country, they go into all the elementary schools. And they like test all the kids. And they test all the kids. And if you have an acumen for something. That's the field you're going that's, to. That's what you're doing. And like the parents don't really have a choice. It's like, yeah, well, your kid is now going to be a gymnast, you know, a, a gymnastics and you're going to be a basketball player. And, you know, I, 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 it's 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 different. We are different here. And so, no, yes, and having that choice is what part of what makes being here great. But so when we, you also identify something that someone's great at and you steer them towards it, it sometimes has a positive impact too. I, I don't know. I I don't know where this heads, but I will say that if, if we get lapped and we start really lagging behind, we don't like to lose. We'll play catch up. I just it would be fascinating because you're right, Will, that when you see a lot of these high school basketball players, they play like no one plays. No elite basketball player, I swear, plays at his high school. I mean, I guess it Kevin, doesn't seem like I guess it. Kevin Love stayed in, in like Lake O, but most of these kids, like you, you see them and it's like, oh, you're from New Jersey, but you play down in Georgia or you you bounce around. And yeah, and the private schools have a lot to do with it because they can offer scholarships. They can offer money. But I mean, it's and so we are seeing like people dip the toes in the water. But wouldn't it be something if we just had the full on? You're you're ten years old, and it's like, well, we're we're putting you in the USA Basketball Academy. You are going to live uh, in New York City. You're going to live there for ten months, and we don't really care about school. Yeah, you're not doing school. Look, you're going to play basketball from when you're ten to eighteen. You're going to like that's a that's a bold bold thing. And some of those are national programs that countries do. So again, that's a little bit different because again, we're such a bigger country and. I can't ever see the the United States government necessarily getting involved in that, no, that level, but not not to produce the elite level athletes. I, I think the other dangerous thing with that is everybody knows the kid at ten years old who was five eleven. Yep. He had a mustache, Vinnie and it Myers. was it was a crappy one, but he had a mustache and he could throw seventy in little league, and he was taller than everyone, and he could jump up and he could smack the backboard when he laid. Uh, a ball up in basketball, and then guess what? When he you got to high grade. school, yeah. that was what the peak of that kid was. But that's so, my point: is over there they don't care. Like that right. kid happens over there all the time, and he washes out, and no one gives. But to them, a it's rip. worth it because they. To them, it's it's worth it. But here, because they still yield the, the the elite one too. I don't know if we're willing to deal with the collateral damage again. Go look at that piece on the LPGA uh, in South mm. Korea. It's sad. Like there are girls that are like twenty years old that can barely read and write. Like they have no. There's just no skills. They're like 20 years old, and they're just absolutely fried. And if you don't make the tour, it's like, hey. And But there's still parents that are just shoving them down there because the the allure of it. And I feel like – I feel like we would do that. I think if you gave parents the choice, we, there's nothing we love more in this country than believing that little Johnny and little Susie are going to be great. Look at all the travel teams. It just – look how many parents that can't afford it. I know people that did this. Like they, the families that can't afford it, that are spending tens of thousands of dollars a year, so that that Susie can go play softball. And I hate to do this to Suze, but you're not playing professional. You're not making millions of dollars, right? You're just you're doing it be under the guise of you can get us a, a college scholarship. And I always ask if you just took that money and actually put it in a college fund yeah, instead of taking out a second mortgage on your house. Just yeah, we we just we see this all the time. And and I just if, if we went full academy style. One, it's expensive, and and I, I do. I think we would we would lean into it, but and maybe that's what the future of it is. You know, maybe that's what you know the NCAA and and the idea of breaking away and and the G League ignite and all this. I do feel like we have a changing landscape in the world of sports, and it's a little bit like the metric system. Like we're the only one that doesn't do it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like everyone else around the world is on it. We're the only one that does this. We're the only one. Like when you travel across seas, the idea that our sports teams are tied to our elementary, middle, high school, and colleges is nuts to people. Like we're the only country that does it. Mm-hmm. So are we going to continue to hold out and be like, what the hell is a, a you know a meter and a kilometer? Kiss my ass. We're America. <laughs> or eventually, are we just going to get to the point where we're like, man, we. You know, we we we've got to we've got to do this to catch up because this is what's this is what the world is doing. Well, and I, I guess my question is, how does it actually get done, or who's the one paying for it? Because, like, is I mean, Adam Silver clearly is saying, I think we need this. Is is Adam Silver and the NBA now go out and try to fund something like this and start a start a new youth <laughs> program, or is this like God? Because well, you imagine like, like how does it people begin? would be like? Is Adam Silver kidnapping children? Is that <laughs> like I don't know, like. You're just going around and again, we're having like national, like national days where NBA scouts, like these academy. You imagine these weasels, the Sonny Vicarios of the world, like these <laughs> these AAU guys, like going around and and like identifying kids at like ten years old and being like, "You're gonna come live with me." Silver uh, comes and knocks at your door. Come on, kid. Yeah, because that's not rampant for every sort of abuse that humanly possible. But I mean, it's essentially like what like what uh, Levar Ball did to his kids. He basically made his kids professional athletes at ten no, years old. He he is he is what's what was Roger Williams? Was was Serena and same uh, thing? I mean, yeah. same same type of deal with those kids. Absolutely. The the, the St. Browns, the Amon Ra St. Brown, yep. his brothers, Equiminius and Amon yeah. Ra. Yeah, their dad did it uh, again. Tigers did it. Like there it is, is there is something to be said that if. if for kids with that potential, it does work. Yes. I think, and I think maybe you do too, that the biggest the biggest issue is the parent being able to accurately, essentially, scout the kid. Is it like is, is this kid really special, or or is it me wanting for them to be special? Well, and and, and this is this is a good point, Vancouver Ford text line, and this is a question I, I can't answer. Big money, but a life without anything but sports. Some kids might think that's a good thing. Again, that's the question. How many people are willing to roll that dice? Right. But how many kids and live with to, that consequence if it doesn't work? And but this is the problem that I ultimately I have with it. You're asking, you're not asking kids because the kid that's eight or nine years old, he doesn't get to make that choice. Yeah. You're asking parents. No, it is the parent. You're asking parents to take their kid and shove him into something when that kid has no choice in the matter. And you're saying, are you willing to do that? And and that. I mean, I, I guess that's the whole idea when you're a parent. You you have that sort of control. I just, that's weird. It's no different than, I guess, actors. Again, there's a really good documentary, and I forget what it is, but there's a there's a hotel, or not a hotel, but apartments that are in, in California, or in, in Hollywood. Yeah, the Vine Apartments. Is that what it is, the it's Vine? It's not like called that, but all the Viners, when Vine was a thing, oh, okay. they all lived in the same apartment so complex. Th- it's like every... Uh, Every uh, like what is it uh, pilot season right where they 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 do pilots for TV shows and cast all that, all these parents from around the country move their kids into these apartments, and the apartments offer acting classes and voice lessons and all this, and you just get these and and it separates families because it's usually the dad has to stay behind, so the mom moves out with a brother and sister, and they spend all this money and they're really expensive and they 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 just bilk you for every dollar you have. Under the guise of we can make your kid a star, we'll, we'll connect you with the right people, and, they just, and, we'll get, and you'll get the, you'll get your shot. And they just keep coming back year after year after year after year, and you just see these kids, and it's just it's sad. It is so sad to watch because the parents are just shoving their kids into it. But we already do it with that. Are we just going to do it on a larger scale with sports? I don't know. 
But it sort of feels like from a worldwide prospect, that's where this is headed. We got to move over to uh, a little Portland Trailblazers talk. The ratings in are in from across the NBA, and boy, are they not pretty for Portland. That's coming up next on Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. By the way, people were asking, I, I mentioned that uh, that documentary about the Hollywood kids. Yeah. It's called The Hollywood Complex. It's from 2011. I think you can find it on Netflix, but um, take a look. Like I said, it's it's a it's an apartment complex, and, and people go there every year, and it's, it's an apartment complex that rents specifically to make your kid a star. And the level of cringe that you will see... And that would, if we ever did sports academies, it would it would be that just with sports instead of, of, uh, um, I guess just singing, dancing, celebrity. Right. It would it would still be a snapshot of our society, and the and you would get a percentage of parents and kids that just it's that, that way. And and it's just and I'm not trying to single out sports because like I said you know the Hollywood thing, but I just think when I mean Charles Barkley talks about this all the time that when he goes and speaks to um like he goes and speaks to like inner city kids. And his whole point is that when he asks everyone what they want to be, it's all the same thing. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an athlete, I'm gonna be a rapper, I'm gonna be a influencer, I'm gonna be on on TikTok, I'm gonna be a video game player. Someone who's a big deal. And that's and and I don't know, we we just we have a society now and maybe it's always been this way. I don't know. I mean just I just feel like more and more this is what we're 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 gearing towards, and it's like we will do anything to for an opportunity to do that. And Barkley's like, no one ever says, I want to be, uh, you know, I, w- I want to be a welder. I want to be a plumber. I want to be a, you know, policeman, a fireman. I mean, there's a lot of really good opportunities out there, but we all want to shoot for the stars. And, and we already have a big enough problem with that. And if we add sports to, you know, making eight year olds decide at, at eight, nine, 10 years old, that everything else is going to be put on the back burner for the next 12 to 13 years so that I can go be a professional athlete yeah, the one or two percent that still make it may be better, 
but it's not going to change the amount of kids that end up being professional. So you're still getting the same percentage of kids that are 8, 9, 10 years old that are washing out. Mm -hmm. It's just the ones that make it will be that much better. Imagine a, a player like... Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a, a like a, a young like SGA or something, or sure. you know whoever, whatever young Halliburton. Like you get one of those guys, and you had them doing that when they were eight years old. You would have had just. I mean, think about how good they are now and how much better they would be. Sure. But then you you think about all the kids that just you well, know, would only commit to basketball and nothing else, and then yeah. where does that leave them? Yeah. Well, moving on uh, to the Portland Trailblazers, as I believe most people have seen at this point in the day, it's not going to be new news. To hear that the local television ratings are in and they are not good. <laughs> no. In fact, so bad that they are at the very bottom of the league. The, the Blazers ranked dead last in ratings year over year. Have seen their ratings dip 49%. I think that everyone in the Portland metro area probably knows this by now. But my question to you, Suk, is big deal or not so much? We know this team's in a rebuild. And we knew that they were not going to be as, as competitive. We also know that they changed networks. And so that... Obviously has an impact here, but 49% is still a very jarring number. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got a 50% drop in viewership? Oh, my God. And two things. One, obviously, you lose the best player in franchise history. Mm -hmm. This team is warmed over garbage. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The only time I watch, and I do watch, one, it's, this is our job. Yep. But I think you and I both watch for the same reason. I watch because I have I have an overall investment. Yeah, a little investment on it. And I've been to a couple games this year, and I think I've been to maybe four games. And I'll say that the crowd isn't it's not terrible. And to that point, in uh, in the in this article that I saw um, about specifically about the Blazers ratings, their attendance is still great. They're still 13th in the league in yeah. attendance. They've only dipped 1.9 percent this really? year in attendance. Only one. Only one yep. percent. Yeah. Because the the games that I've been to, like I've I've seen the Cavaliers, the Nets. Uh, I haven't seen like a great team come into town, but I, I, I've been to a couple games, and it's not, it's not full, but it's not, it's not barren. It's not an absolute wasteland. Although the one I went to during the ice storm thing, yeah, I, was, I bet that was <laughs> that was rough. There were like nine hmm. people there. Even Even the players couldn't get there. Yeah, that was that was that yeah, was bad. Aiton couldn't make it. <laughs> that was. A little... I offered to drive him. <laughs> yeah, he turned was, me down. That was Klondike will to the rescue. That was a little rough. But if, if you're the Blazers, that has to be. Beyond alarming. So the other factor is, besides the fact that you're not very good, you knew you weren't going to be very good, you have arguably one of the worst TV deals known to man. Yeah. You're on Root Sports, which can't be streamed unless you have cable. Right. How many people... I, I, I'm I a cable guy, by the way. I'm thinking about going back. Because I, I just... The, the streaming stuff drives me crazy, but... Like, I was, like, one of the last holdouts. And even I was like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to give it a year and see what happens when I cut. So... All these people are cutting the cord. I'm on YouTube TV. I can't get Blazers. I watch Blazers highlights on Twitter afterwards. Right. You can't uh, you, you can't get the NBA package right. because they're, they're blocked out. Uh, I'll tell you a little secret. I watch I watch the Blazers on an illegal stream. It's, and the, we, only, it's the only way I can watch it. We've gotten some reports from others that uh, that has been a big contributor, that basically because of the fact that you either have to change back to cable or I believe pay up a tier on cable because yes. of where root is, root on, is. On, on the premium yes. tier or the, you can't the, even, the next step you up. You can't even just have the normal or I think even mid-level. You have to have basically have like the sports package. And, and so I think it's like a, a perfect storm of crap for them where it's in addition to the barrier of entry being higher, it's also happening at a time when the team is bad. And so, like, th this person here on the on the Vancouver 4 text line says, you know, I, I can't watch them, and I'm not going to seek out Comcast just for the rebuild. And I, I think a lot of people are in that spot, people who have cut the cord, who used to have access to them and don't. They're like, well, I might go back to the Blazers, but not right now. Yeah, you have a crappy product. 
you're bad. You've been bad for three years. You signaled that you were bad. You burned a lot of people by getting rid of the whole Lillard thing, um, you know, and, and all the drama that went behind that. You sold us one bill of goods, you know, with the whole Scoot Henderson. Oh, he's not going to miss a beat. Like, you didn't even say you were in a rebuild. No, you, you, you even lied about being in a rebuild. You, you even have, said that Dame and Scoot could play together. Yeah, you have the whole ownership thing hanging over people's heads, which I know pisses people off. And by the way, that's not changing anytime soon. Jody's not selling this team, like, for the foreseeable future. She shouldn't. It's she gonna, should hold on to him for as long as she can. It's going to be a, Exactly. She, we found out the other day, she makes like $150 million a year mm-hmm. managing this trust. And every every day that goes by and these these go up, she gets a percentage of the sales. So buckle up. Jody ain't going anywhere. Yep. Jody's going to be here for a while. So you have that that pisses people off, and then you have arguably the most uh, asinine TV deal that no one can see. Well, people even pointing out here that they often get bumped to Route 2 for yeah, the Kraken, for Kraken. and so mm-hmm. it there even, makes it even harder to find. And so, that, no, that's tough on fans, to have your team take a significant step down and then also make their product harder to find even if you wanted to. But it is... Uh, it, it is rough. It, it is. I mean, if, if you're the Blazers, you have to look at that and think, my God. And I know Danny was tweeting about this today, and they, they were talking about it. I mean, they got two more years of this this root deal. They better figure out something real, real fast. I mean, no one can look at a, a, a 50% dip in viewership and think that in any shape or form that's going to be positive. He talked about maybe the Blazers buying back some of the uh, some of the games. He, he said a lot of these deals uh, that, that he's aware of have the ability for teams to buy back some of that inventory and then either put it on, uh, you know, KGW, put it on, on over-the-air TV where you, where you can get it, um, or... Uh, like streaming, like they they can make it available to stream for people directly. Like you can go to blazers.com and stream the game and cast it to, to, to your TV or whatever. But you got two more years of this. And if you're Portland, you better be damn careful that you aren't. I mean, this is now three years of garbage ass teams in the lottery. And you do this for another year or two and, and you have a 50% drop. And then next year, let's say you had another 10 to 15% on top of that. You can be doing permanent damage, and I promise you the Blazers are aware of this. And it would be shocking if next year, if you didn't see a hunk, I'm going to say 10 to 15 games that are, that are more access, and you better believe at the end of the two years, if they have any sort of intelligence, from you know the old Comcast deal, which screwed people over, to now the Root deal, which screwed even more people over, that... Two years from now, they better wise up and and make this available to as many people as possible for as cheap as humanly possible. Because you are doing permanent damage to your your viewers. And I do think that the Blazers are in a unique position to potentially recover from this, like you said, and pull themselves out and maybe redistribute a little bit. Um, they're one of only, I believe, three teams in the league that actually produce their own pre- and post-game shows, and then they they sell it to the network. Like yeah. When I worked down in the Bay Area for NBC Sports, um, Bay Area in California— it was our company that had the trucks that was producing the live events, the games. The Blazers do that themselves, and then they give it to Root. So, yeah. like, they they get to decide how that product goes, and that might give them a little bit more leeway about, the, or at least a little bit more control about where they go and how they make it accessible because this this can't be something that can keep up for them. No, and Vancouver Ford text line, and this is true, um, the attendance may not, may not have dipped that much, but the ticket value has 100%. I got a buddy of mine that's got... Uh, like third, second or third row, and I, I post him for him sometimes. Like he's like, "Hey man," and I'll go on my Twitter and uh, and I'll just be like, "Hey, he's got four seats. It's like second row behind the Blazers bench, like where the families, like where Lillard's family used to sit." And dude, I he has post. I have posted those tickets for him fifteen times this year. You know, he's he usually ends up asking about a hundred and fifteen for each one of those seats. 
I bet you he sells them half the time. Like, I mean, I mean, you're giving like he is he is eating money on these things left and right. But he's like, ah, I'm not going, and he's busy. He's like, he used to kind of give them out to people. You, you can't give them away. Like mm-hmm. I've posted before and before, like where you know someone comes to town, I'm like hundred bucks a seat, and people are like, you couldn't pay me forty dollars to go to that that game. So yeah, the attendance may be there. They are so cheap right now. They are so cheap across the board. They are giving tickets away. And so that's the other thing. Yeah, you may be getting people to go into that building, but they ain't paying, and they certainly ain't paying a premium. They, they're not paying what they were last year, that's for damn sure. Nope, 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 nope. And and when you get people, when you get a 50% drop in viewership, and this is where you got to be careful with any sort of rebuild, it's one thing to rebuild, and it's another thing to rebuild and become irrelevant. Because when you start rebuilding year after year, this is essentially year three. Don't, don't make no mistake. The last two years, they have tanked with injuries, and they have pulled the shoot on things. And now this is year three. You go into next year, and you're still a garbage-ass team that wins 20 games, and now you're four years into that, and no one can see your product. You become you become very, very much in the danger becoming irrelevant. The one thing that Portland has going for them is it's it's a bit of a one-horse town. Yeah, we got the Timbers and the Thorns. But, can you imagine- but if you start taking that for granted, you're in trouble because it, it's also – I feel like it's also a town that ex- expects you to care. You know, like it, like they're not just people are going to keep coming back because the Blazers are the only game and they've loved them forever. But they're, you also when you when you turn somebody away after a really long time, it's hard to get them back. Yeah. Someone said I've been offered uh, this is from Dave Vancouver for text. I've been offered free tickets slash parking and turned them down numerous times this season. Uh, I found ticket this another one. I found tickets on StubHub for the Blazers game against the Timberwolves for two dollars each. Yep. I found them for four. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and that's the Timberwolves. And that was what I said. My my buddy, uh, he put up. We tried to put up those seats for the Timberwolves. I think he it was like 115, 120 bucks. That's the team with the best record in the West. Courtside, courtside seats. Couldn't sell them for a hundred bucks. It, it, back in the day, if you if you go back to to Lillard, let's go back six years ago. Those seats are if you're trying to buy them on the secondary market, you're you're eight hundred bucks, six six seven eight hundred bucks, depending on who's coming to town. Lakers come to town, you might be paying a grand. Mm-hmm. They're hundred bucks, and so that, that you just this is the danger of, of rebuild, and it's the danger of of losing a community. You imagine if we had Major League Baseball, if we had hockey, if we had something else that was directly kind of com- do have hockey. Yeah, and, well, not and, not to that degree, though. Not to that no, degree. but he, let me put it in this kind of perspective. I don't have a lot of money. And so when my buddies and I try and figure out something to do on the weekend, it's usually something that's cheap, right? Sure. It has now become an idea and something that we've done where it's, hey, let's go to the Blazer game because that's the cheapest ticket we can get. Where two years ago, I couldn't get a Blazers ticket. I had to beg family members like, hey, can I please tag along? Like, I'll pay for parking or I'll buy the food or I'll do this. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago I wanted to go and the Warriors were in town and even like 300 level was yeah. like, I'm like, I, I can't do you, it. Yeah. You couldn't afford it. It didn't make sense. And now it's like, I can go on <laughs> any secondary market yep. and find a ticket and then I'll buy that ticket and I'll move up at some point because while they're, it, yes, the sales are only down 1%, there's still a lot of empty seats, and no one's going to stop me and my friends from moving as long as we're not yeah. the worst fans there. So that's something to pay attention to with this as well. Well, we got to get going to in the news. We are uh, are we are way over, but I think a, a worthy conversation there about uh, the Blazers and what future distribution needs to look like because right now it ain't working. In the news is coming up next, but first, Will with SportsCenter. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. Prime time with Isaac and Suk. No Isaac today. He's still in Las Vegas, hopefully winning a little bit of money. He will be back tomorrow. For now, it's me, Buck and Suk, and Ortner on the other side. And it's also time for In the News. Today, Jason, there's a lot of things to celebrate. It is National Muffin Day. Are you a muffin man? Uh, they're delicious, but I try not to eat them because they're just, I mean, they're just garbage. The same thing like donuts. They're wonderful, but uh, you should not eat them. I always enjoy people that like I'm going to go to the gym and I'll just let me eat this muffin real quick. National yeah. Cherry Pie Day. That do anything for you? Yeah. Cherry Pie is in my top four or five pies. I like Warrant. Yeah. I like Warrant as well. Cherry Pie uh, the song and Cherry Pie the dessert. It's also National Comfy Day. You look more comfy than I, I do today. I think you're, you got a more of a sweat vibe going and uh, I'm a little jealous. Big fan of like the, uh, you know, the, 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 the like tactical pants, like the stretchy pants now, like Kind of half joggers, half dress pants. Sure, sure. Pant technology has come a long way. There's no reason anymore for, like, stiff, uncomfortable denim. Throw I, some stretch in there. And I will also say, I feel like athleisure was uh, dominated by women for many years. Dudes starting to get their due in the athleisure department as well. I've got I got some new uh, little pants and zip-up tops and things like that that just are, are starting to hit just right. Yeah, there's no reason anymore for uncomfortable jeans or, like, old-school sweats. We've, we've come a long way. Is this an ad for, like, some kind of clothing company? Are you guys doing a bit here we are not doing a bit i think we just both value comfort a great deal yeah they've uh, there's like i said there's a lot of good quality pants out there although they're creeping up it's going the way of the hooded sweatshirt yeah like sometimes you look at the price of like a, a pair of of like joggers and you're like jeebus like the lululemon stuff i know everyone loves that but yeah it's like 130 dollars for like a pair of like joggers you're do like, you know how many blazer games i could go to for that <laughs> you can have to go to the rest of the joggers yeah uh, it's also National Love Your Pet Day, Sue. Can I know oh, that you, you love yours? I do, because I have a proper dog, unlike some people. I also have a proper dog. She just happens to be a 35-pound Labradoodle. Uh, it's also, uh, I like to go through the birthdays on this day, and boy, we've got some hard-hitting birthdays today. You got some legit? Charles Barkley. Okay. Cindy Crawford. Ooh. Kurt Cobain. Olivia, yep. Olivia Rodrigo. And Rihanna. Uh, first off, Do Rihanna. you know who Olivia Rodrigo even I do. is? I do. She was, uh, I saw her once, uh... Perform with Billy Joel. I was like, yeah, there you go. Hi, in your face, Ortner. Um, I want him to name a song. Couldn't tell you. I saw her sing New York State of Mind with Billy Joel. I'm aware of her, but I couldn't tell you one thing that she sings. Uh, Riri, on the other hand, fantastic. And this made me feel old as dirt. Cobain would, it's his, he would be 57 today. It's Man. weird to think about. 
Kurt Cobain being 57 years old. Yeah, because you see, you know, I think he died at what 27 when he was just angry youth. Weird to see like what he would have, what he would have mellowed out, and you know, or would he have gone like become some sort of a recluse or or whatever? There's so many artists like that that I wonder about the whole only the good die young. I mean, you think about like what what would Tupac's career have looked like? Like people who who went really early that showed a ton of talent and a ton of promise. It's fascinating to think about. Which way it would have gone and, and how it would have gone? Yeah, like sixty year old Tupac. Because you're seeing yeah, that with like yeah. Snoop Dogg and like Dr. Yeah. Would, would Tupac go the way of and Snoop? some of them are aging like, like fine wine, and some of them not so much. He's like hanging out with like Martha Stewart and like Snoop Dogg will do anything <laughs> with anybody. Like collaborating with Justin Bieber, and Katy Perry, for God's sakes. I do have some actual news for you. Uh, I have fentanyl news, Jason. Right. Would you like uh, the good or the bad first? There's good fentanyl news? Eh. I didn't know there was good fentanyl news. Well, um, there were 10 suspects arrested for uh, dealing fentanyl in the Southwest Jefferson Street and 10th Avenue area. Well, that's good. So but- we're starting to clean it up, but uh, unfortunately they've said the problem continues to persist. Well, I have a- Look, we can't do the, like, you're not going to prosecute anyone. Hopefully... They actually go to jail for a significant amount of time as opposed to, eh, here you go, go right back out on the street. But I always wonder, like, so you arrested 10 people for selling fentanyl? <laughs> what? Like, I can't buy fentanyl anymore? Like, oh, no, what am I going to do with these 10 guys? I'll go to the 8 million other people that are selling it? Better than not trying at all, though? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I understand you got you to gotta do something, but... Uh, yeah, like, what is it? The, the Portland police said, like, estimates, what is it, 75 or 80% of street drugs are laced with fentanyl now in Portland? That's some terrifying ass. I think it was some congressman's kid just died of a uh, fentanyl overdose. Is it Congress or maybe a, I forget which one, but yeah, some government official's kid just had an accidental fentanyl overdose. You can't, you, what kind of world are we living in anymore where you can't just do a couple railers at a, at a party? Sorry that I listened to Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I, I'm the last line of that D.A.R.E. program, and I've never given in. Well, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, I, I beg my kids. Because, like, when you're... You're like 18, 19, you know, in your 20s, even in your early 20s. Like, that's the time to make dumb decisions. It's the time where you, you you know, we've all done horrible things and you shouldn't do it. But, you know, you learn from it and you have some fun times. Maybe there's some consequences to it. But you know what? You know what being 22 and making a dumb choice at a party shouldn't lead to? Dead. Being dead. And that, that's the thing. It feels like the consequences are way higher than they used to be. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's just perception or if it's actually become that way. Oh, uh, he's... You just can't. I tell my kids all the time, you just can't. You just can't trust it. You know how many times when I was young that someone was like, hey, take this pill? And you're like, okay. It's just what it's what you did. Sometimes like teammates and stuff. Hey, man, I got this pain pill from a doctor. Take this. You can't. You just you can't do that stuff anymore because it's just it's there's just too many of these stories out there. And then here's for your bad news, if that was the good news. That's the good news. <laughs> What's the bad news? Well, we have the numbers in from uh, the overdose deaths by oh. state over the last year by year, or year over year. Guess where Oregon and Washington rank? Guessing pretty high. One and two. Hey, look at us. Yeah, so we don't have the number one airport anymore, but we OD like no one else. From September 2022 to 23, Oregon saw a 41.5 increase in overdose deaths. Good Lord. So getting getting close to 50% more. Now, quantitatively, that doesn't mean we have the most, but we just improved the we most improved in those deaths year over year. Well, again, and per capita, I'm sure New York and you know California. Sure, but, I don't think the most people on, are dying here, but, but we're, we're on, on the, the up come, and up. We're on the come up. We're, we're, we're getting there. Hey, and I'll admit when I was wrong. I, I was the when they were like, "Hey, decriminalize drugs." I was like, "Good." They're like, well, you know, why? We, yeah, it turned out that was a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, those numbers, by the way, from the CDC. My, my just bad, drink everybody. Beer. There you go. Just yeah. drink beer. Drink beer and smoke a little. Smoke herb. a little pot. Yeah, smoke a little herb go. if you want. Maybe get into some shrooms. Do something that grows in the ground. 
<laughs> and then additionally, the other the other statistic I saw in the CDC report that was a little bit jarring. Uh, what do you want to guess the increase in percentages is of fentanyl deaths since pre-pandemic? No, I bet it is just alarming. Over 100. Yeah, it's just... It's Over gotta, 100%? It's got to be through the roof. Try 1,500%. Yeah. 1,500%. Uh, that's a, a over a four-year period, an increase in fentanyl deaths. I, I believe that's simply just a product of it just being laced. I don't think people are like, oh, let's do some fentanyl. It's just... It's in everything. It, all, it, it also just feels... I don't want to say it's en vogue, but it just feels... Like, I don't remember fentanyl being a big deal four years ago, I, and now it just seems like it's everywhere. I think it's cheap. And it's easy to cut with, yeah. and yeah. it gets you more. It gets you hooked, yeah, like right the, away. Yeah, you can you can take, you you can lace it, and all of a sudden you've got something that's super power packed. But you think you're taking one thing, and you know you're. Next thing you know, you read stories like people go to parties, and there's ten people. You know, like one person ends up surviving. It's like the Kansas City Chiefs party. Like one guy walks away from it, and everyone else is dead. Like, oh my god. We got a couple more stories for you coming up on In the News, including uh, three escapees from a local correctional facility and uh, stuck in a ditch. That's next on Primetime, 1080 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 1080 The Fan. Welcome back. Primetime, a Buck and Sook edition. We are in the news. A couple more stories to get to before we reach the hot five at five. Uh, this one coming to us from Woodburn in the McLaren Youth Correctional Facility. Speaking of uh, fentanyl and meth. We have three 19-year-olds on the loose who have escaped the facility around 9 p.m. on Sunday night. Anyone with information on these three is uh, suggested to call 911. <laughs> they're on the lam. Because they've all been, uh, they're all in there for pretty serious crimes. One uh, robbery, one and carrying use of a dangerous weapon, one attempted assault, carrying use of a dangerous weapon, and one with uh, two attempted assaults, one aggravated harassment. Uh, so I got to ask the question, uh, you know, because I know we all want to go all Shawshank and like Andy Dufresne, but... Has anyone ever escaped, like, outside of, like, a Whitey Bulger type that has, like, massive amounts of money? Like, you're one of these donkeys, and, like, you break out of jail. You're getting fat. Where do you think you're going? That's a great question. Like, you don't, you don't, you're not going to, to, to Mexico. You're not, you don't have a couple hundred thousand. You don't have mob connections to disappear. Well, it's not like don't crossing just... a border is easy. I mean, okay, here come the texts. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, yeah, what, what are they going to do, I guess, is the question. I always wonder that. Like, you always see these stories, and then, like, you know, a day or two later, remember the one dude that got caught in the mud? <laughs> he was like trying to. He was like trying oh, to. Oh yeah, cross and then he, the water. he needed to be saved essentially, he to be right? Saved. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for. I get it, right? You're like, ah, man, I don't want to do some time. But all these crimes that you, uh, you threw out there, that's not like 20. Like, I get it. If I'm going down for murder and I'm gonna get a needle stuck into my arm, I get it, man. What do you, you got to lose, right? <laughs> you know, you, 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 let's, let's get out of there. Like you, 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 at least you're gonna go out. You go out like uh, like the town or whatever, like blaze of glory, I guess. That maybe there's some you you romanticize a little bit. But this, I don't know. Let's say you're you're facing eight months in prison, knowing us, six weeks, and you'll be out. And you're like, ah, I don't want to do that. So now you're gonna go. And I'm assuming this adds time on. I just never understood that. It seems very counterproductive to a uh, like a long term sort of plan to, to break out of 
It's not even like a full-scale jail. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think more good is going to come of this for them. But then again, they haven't been caught yet, so we'll see. Well, maybe they just believe, like, in, in their heart <laughs> of hearts. They're like, they're... Their conscience is like a third base coach. He's just waving them Wave in constantly. Yeah, you got this. Stand up. And then finally up in Sammamish, Washington, Sammamish. a man now in satisfactory condition after being rescued from a trench. There was a residential trench being dug outside his home. He fell in, could not get out. It required the help of uh, Eastside Fire and Rescue with Redmond, Bellevue, and Shoreline crews to execute a trench rescue at the home. He was transported away with life-threatening injuries, but again, is in satisfactory condition. Life-threatening injuries? So I don't know how... It doesn't he say... must have broke something. It doesn't right? say how deep the trench was or how old the man was, both probably significant pieces of information. Say, that, that's got to be a fairly deep trench, or it's got to be a very, very old man. Because that's... You would think that, like, you fall into a trench. I'm thinking, like, like a six- to eight-foot trench. He's rolled down that thing, right? I like, would think so, unless you took a header, like he's doing the waste management kid yeah. where he thought he was jumping into water and it was a sand trap. Oh, boy, yeah. I'm awful, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by these sorts of stories. I read one the other day, some lady in Maui. Oh, I saw this. There's a lady in Maui that, uh, that was the hiking, way. and she got off the trail... She was lost for 17 days. Oh, yeah, and it's like a 26-mile-wide island. You Just can walk, walk left. You can, walk across this, you can walk across the island in, like, two and a half days. I think someone said that you could, yeah, you could do the, you could do the perimeter, like, a couple times of, of the entire island in the time that she was lost. I mean, I do understand that at times when people get lost and they're disoriented, sometimes they walk in circles or things sure. like that happen. We don't know exactly, but this... you just walk to the water? And that's what other people are saying. Like, just keep walking downhill. You'll eventually find the coast and the people. Like, Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. Like, you pick out a landmark and you're just like, hey, I'm going to walk to that. I see that big tree. I'm just going to keep walking to that. Like, again, the ocean. How's fast? How do you get lost for 17 days? In Maui. in Maui. It's too small to be lost for 17 days. It's fascinating. I I will take the plunge. You can take me to Maui <laughs> and stick me in the middle of the wilderness, and I will try and get out. Ortner versus Wild. I was always interested in these stories because they never give you, like, all the details. Like, I would like to know what happened to the dude I did see one, one quote that was like, oh, yeah, like a... Something like spiritually told her to go some way, and I'm like, oh boy. So it, was there was there something guiding this quest? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Seventeen days though. In yeah. this case, dude fell in the trench. Well, I'm glad that and she lost her shoes. Apparently, I'm glad this guy's uh, well. I mean, life threatening injury, so maybe he's not okay. But hopefully, he'll be. No, okay. they said he's in satisfactory condition right, now. Good. So we're I think good. he's been upgraded. We're out of the ditch. Feeling on the better. up and up. Yeah. No well, one should is, die in a ditch. That is your In the News for Tuesday, February 20th. Coming up next, the Hot Five at Five. You're listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.